The name's Room. Ramble Room. Haven't you done that before? No. You haven't? No. <laughs> the hell? I could have sworn that you did another kind of spy thing before, like James Bond. No. Okay. If I have, then I'll shave my head. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to the Ramble Room. How's it going? How's it, what, how's it popping? Okay, I, I have a story. <laughs> I don't have anything about soapbox derby racing. What? I thought you did that all the time when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. My story has to do more with the hospitalization process of this movie. Mm. Of course, I've never had like a severe condition of anything. But from the ages two to eight, I had something called bladder reflux, which doesn't that sound fun, everyone? Wait. Wait. For bladder reflux. <laughs> so it just, it basically, I was constantly peeing the, the bed when I was a kid. When I was like two or three years old. <laughs> yeah. When I was like two or three years old, I was constantly peeing. <laughs> I couldn't stop the trebles. <laughs> and uh, my parents were like, this is not normal for you to be wetting the bed this much. <laughs> like, even as a three-year-old. This is not normal. So we went to the hospital. I took many a hospital trips, many a doctor's visits as a child. <laughs> and we were trying to figure out. I took medicine for a long time, and that didn't really help. <clears throat> there was basically this whole thing where, like, my bladder wouldn't fully empty when I went to the bathroom. So it would, like, shoot back up through my kidneys, and that's what that was. Nice. Yeah, doesn't that sound cool? Sounds so much fun. <laughs> so then... I took all this medicine. Nothing was working. I'd go in and get, like, catheter, which is the fucking worst, by the way. Also, as a two-year-old, I think that's my earliest memory in life is getting a catheter when I was two years old because the memory is so vivid. And I I don't think I have any other memories from that age. But I definitely remember the catheter going in. And my mom was horrified and traumatized as well. (laughs) Just her mom, not mine. Whatever, it's our mom. We have different moms. No, we don't. <laughs> Two actually stepsisters. Anyway, so it was many many hospital visits, um, and then finally, around like eight years old, they were able to do a procedure, but I had to go under for it. It wasn't a full on surgery because it didn't require them to cut me open or anything, which was good, but uh, still, it was terrifying, and uh, they were able to kind of fix. Whatever the situation was, I don't even remember what they did. I think they, I think they like were able to install some type of silicone bead that helps prevent it from shooting back up, basically. And uh, you know, it did work. It worked. Nice. I can tell you, I'm not peeing the bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only I time she pees her pants is when she sees a spider. No, I don't <laughs> pee my pants when I see a spider. I just freak out because I hate spiders. Well, this week we watched a movie <laughs> you didn't even comment on any of my story that's because i don't give a shit um i give a piss <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was stupid and funny <laughs> that was both stupid and funny ariana oh man okay well this week <laughs> anyway i have full control of my bladder now i just like everyone to know i don't want you thinking i don't have control of my bladder i do unless you put my hand in a cup of hot water <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
All right. Or if she has a dream that she's peeing on the toilet, you know. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah, because it's like, oh, no. But I catch myself if that ever happens. I'm like, I know what's fucking happening. I don't have those dreams anymore. I just have dreams about people getting murdered and then Matthew Greg shows up and I go, okay, it's not that bad. (laughs) It's terrible. But it's because I watch too much Criminal Minds. So this week we watched two movies. The second movie was Miracle in Lane 2. Yes. um, Released May 13th of 2000. I was one. No, I would have been... Not um, yet. Almost, almost one. Almost one. In like two months after that. Uh, a little quick synopsis. This is based on a true story about a 13-year-old boy, Justin Yoder, who uses a wheelchair. Um, he has spina bifida and... It says hydrocephalus. Cephalus. Okay. Um, and he's determined to win a trophy like his athletic older brother. Seth. Seth. Melissa and I took... Um, I took two notes, exactly. Melissa I took, took one. One. Um, because, and you know what? I, I determined that that's the sign of a good movie is that mm-hmm. I was so engrossed in the movie that I didn't need to take notes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's either, it's either a lot of notes is a good movie or no notes at all. Because like when it's one that we've watched when we were kids, that's true. Like, yeah. But, but even then it's kind of like, are those good movies? I mean, a Cinderella story. Yes. It's but true in the sun. Well, yeah, Holiday in the Sun is shit, but it's still, like, nostalgic. <laughs> right. So I think if you have a lot of notes or no notes at all, that means it's a good movie. And this one, Anywhere yeah, I, in, be- in between, it sucks. <laughs> I took one note. I really did. And and it was about how I cried. This oh movie was very heartwarming. It was. Just, like, uh, and I, I think we just related to it because it really is kind of a big sibling love type of movie. Well, and it, uh, it was, like, so good. there was one part where... Melissa looked at me and she goes, I knew it. And (laughs) she was just like, I knew you were going to be crying because she turned and she had tears in her eyes and I had tears dripping down my face. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I I was sitting on the floor and I turned around and saw it looked directly into her eyes because she was sitting on the couch and I saw tears in her eyes and I said, I knew it. And we both (laughs) just started weeping. It was like so emotional. Yeah. But we'll get to the emotional part of it. Um, the first note I took is the moans of orgasm. What is that about? So we basically start this movie out with, you know, classic <clears throat> family dynamic, mom, dad, brother, brother. And they're very like, they're running around the house trying to get ready for a funeral that's happening. Right. And it's Frankie. Frankie Muniz plays the um, Justin Yoder, the spina bifida. What is the other thing? It's hydrocephalus. Hydrocephalus. But he's the main character. He's Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the kid from Brink plays his older brother. Peter from Brink. Which, he's a great actor, by he the really way. He really is. Like, he's... And then we've got Mom and Dad. Yeah. And uh, basically, Peter... I don't know his name. Seth. His name Seth. is Seth. Okay, Seth uh, basically tells his mom, oh, I have a stomach gig. I don't want to go. And she's like, that's fine. And uh, Frankie, Justin is like... That's unfair. Like, of course, he has a stomach ache. I don't want to go to this funeral either. It's for, like, their uncle or their great uncle. Great uncle. You know, whatever. So they're at this funeral, and Justin is looking around, and he sees a bunch of people crying, and, like, <clears throat> the the pastor, who's, like, been in everything, is just talking about, like, what this uncle accomplished in his life and how much he meant to the church and the community and all this other stuff. And Justin starts thinking, like, what would my funeral be like? Like, what would he think about 
And basically, he has, like, a whole mind shift where mm-hmm. he envisions if it was his funeral. Yeah, he's in his coffin. Right. And the priest is like, uh, Justin was a kid who... He was so young. Yeah. And it's, like, it, it's like not what, what they would say at his funeral, but in his head, he's like, oh, I'm not important. I haven't done anything, like, noteworthy. And so he goes, um, hey... He basically is himself watching the funeral and also the f- person in the casket. And the casket version of him comes out and he goes, hey, like, this is what what I had and this is, you know, whatever. And the priest all of a sudden goes, oh, yes, his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And they basically start praising this wheelchair. And that's when we hear in the background, there's like a bunch of women going, oh, Oh, it's weird. It's really? creepy. It's gross. Yes. I did not hear that. And it's like weirdly like sexual. And I'm going, it's a wheelchair. But yeah. So he <laughs> basically is weird. like the only thing that is memorable about me is my wheelchair. Which, and, which is very, is very sad. sad. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad thought he's having as a 12 yeah. year old. But, you know, he also talks about I'm faced with thoughts of death all the time. Every day. More than your normal 12 year old would be. Yeah. Because, you know, I constantly in and out of the hospital and I have this condition where he gets basically spinal fluid buildup Mm -hmm. in the base of his neck. And he'll get headaches, which which if he's not gone to the hospital soon enough and it's not drained, he can die. die. Um, So his family's also very weary of that fact as well. Right. And we see that throughout, you know, they're like little montage of getting (laughs) to know the family. They all freak out about a headache and he's like, no, it's not that kind of headache. Chill. Right. And he also, ad- he admires his older brother. His mm-hmm. older brother, Seth, is like the star athlete of his school. Mm-hmm. Every sport. He's the uh... Todd McElmore. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you would know what I meant by my wide eyes. Yeah, he's the Todd McElmore of this movie. Yes, but he's actually in high school, so it makes more fucking sense. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's in high school. His And the thing is, is whenever Seth wins a game or, or the game ends, he will take justin on like a lap around the field yeah and this time he didn't didn't he got distracted by this girl that he's hanging out with and yep. he's also distracted by the fact that his dad is not showing up at his baseball games because uh-huh. his dad is having to take <clears throat> on extra painting jobs because he's a painter right um but he has to take on more jobs to pay for Justin's medical bills. medical bills which i get why seth is you know upset about that but yeah. it's also like justin can't help yeah the fact that he has it's so just many medical bills however the dad is not it's a sucky situation though the dad doesn't try hard enough with seth yeah either it's true so it's it's like a, it's it's the parents fault but because it's because of the one child right and it then makes seth not really like justin that much which causes yeah it causes this like sibling rift. hatred or rift that it's not really actual hatred, but it's just this feeling of jealousy yeah. between both siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, so we get now Justin wants to be like a star of something. He mm-hmm. wants to win a trophy like his brother has won so many. Yeah. And he, and it's kind of this thing of what will I be known for? Mm-hmm. What, what do I have on my shelf that I'll be recognized for? Because my brother's got thousands of trophies on his shelf and yeah. I've got nothing. Because does does he... Sh- he shares a bedroom with yeah. his brother. Yeah, I think so, he does. So the brother has a shelf that's like filled with trophies for everything he's ever participated in. Because yeah. he is a star athlete, he gets all of them. Um, and on Justin's shelf, there's like... 
nothing. nothing. There's like a medal for a science fair. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. And and then throughout this movie, Justin has conversations with God, who takes the form of Bobby Wade, who's like a race car driver in yes. this. Who is, World. I'm assuming, modeled after Billy Wade, who was a NASCAR driver. Okay. Okay. So, when he's talking to God, he's like, why did you make me this he's way? He's like, you why made a mistake. I, yeah, you've made a mistake. And, and then and God's like, he He's turns also around. wearing a t-shirt that says, I make no mistakes. He's wearing a t-shirt that on the back says, I am God. <laughs> and, then, and then as he's talking, he goes, you made a mistake. And then he turns around and the front of the shirt says, I don't make mistakes. And he literally goes, I don't make mistakes. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> And basically God is saying, you have to try your best with what you've been given or what mm. you have. And you can overcome this. You can do this. And Justin's like, all right. He's like, so, you're full of it, but all right. Yeah. So then one day he's hanging out kind of with his brother and his brother's friends. Mm -hmm. And he sees a flyer for the baseball team. Little league team. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and he's like talking to his brother and he's like, I really want to do this. And, and his brother says, says okay. Like, okay, but you have to get mom and dad in a good mood. In order to ask them. Right. Because they'll never agree to it otherwise. Yeah. And then at the dinner table, it comes up. And his mom is all for it. His dad is not. And both of them make good arguments. The dad is like, what is he going to do with baseball? Mm -hmm. He's limited with what he's able to do on that. And mom says he can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of... They make both it, of them make yeah. sense, but both of them are wrong. It's like, yeah. and they yeah. also show this in like the form of a courtroom. Which yeah, is pretty it like funny. Sw it switches to a courtroom where mm -hmm. the mom is defending Justin and the dad Seth, is against, and Seth is the judge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. And then, so basically, mom wins the argument because she's the mom, <laughs> and um, she takes Justin <laughs> to the tryout table with Seth because Seth right. is also going to join the team. Yeah. A little league, whatever. Yep. and Or the regular league. I don't know. <laughs> when they try to join, the coach says, I'm no. sorry, I can't. He's, And she's like, because he's disabled? And he's like, yeah, he's limited to what he's able to do. Mm. What if he gets hurt? The mom keeps trying to push it, push it, and mm. then... And then she basically is like, Justin, speak up for yourself almost. And Justin, he's had this slushy, and he pukes all over the coach yeah and it's blue puke and it's and he that's also part gross. of what he has he has a con part of his condition is he you know has puking episodes or he i think pees sometimes his he pants. pees his pants so then they leave they leave this baseball tryout yeah and he's like fine i'll find another way so he joins this chess tournament yes and he goes to the chess tournament and the the woman goes oh you're like 10 right and he goes yeah because he wants a trophy he promised his brother that he would get a trophy. And so he's playing against this 10-year-old, and the 10-year-old <laughs> beats him, and he's like, what the hell? Yeah. And so he's going to leave, and he sees a big trophy, and he asks this guy, he, he's like, what's this for? And he goes, oh, it's for the best car. It's a car they show. They all have to, like, you have to cast a vote. You pay a dollar to cast a vote. <clears throat> and he, he was like, he sees Old Man Vic, which we didn't talk about him, but Old he's, Man Vic, he's like the, uh, get off my lawn, neighbor. Yeah, he typical. he's kind of scary to all the kids mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. They're like, oh, there's theories about him that he kidnaps kids and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, they're like, there's old man Vic, and don't yeah. talk to him. Don't even look his way, because he he's just doesn't a grumpy like old fart. Right. So he sees old man Vic, and he's like, oh, do you think that red Corvette will win? <clears throat> and the judge guy's like, it's a fantastic car, but you also have to charm, have to charm in order to get votes. And no, he never has. He 
tries to win every year and never does. Well, you have to get donations. People get bo- right. have boxes, and the car that gets the most donations wins. Yeah. So Justin decides, this is how I'm going to get the trophy. He well, yeah, because Justin's o- like, I'm a kid in a wheelchair. Who's not going to give me money? Right, so he goes over to old man Vic. He's like, Vic says, what are you doing? And Justin says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get stuff. And Vic's like, what's in it for you? He's like, I want the trophy. And he's like, forget it, kid. Mm -hmm. But then Justin kind of like goes away a little bit. And then Vic realizes that nobody's getting, yeah, yeah, nobody's going to give him money without this kid. So then he's like, come back. I'll give you the trophy. Yeah. So then they win the car show. Which before this, we didn't mention, before he goes to the chess tournament, we see the dad and Seth leaving in a car. And the... Justin's basically like, Mom, what are they doing? And um, she says, she's your like, brother has an appointment with the doctor. <laughs> yeah. And then he sees their family physician at this car thing. And he's like, how was my brother? And he goes, she's like, I don't know. Uh, he didn't come in today. Yeah. And he, he's like, oh, that's So weird. he must have a different doctor appointment. Right. So he's confused. Then um, they win the car show. Justin goes back home. And he's waiting for the trophy. It takes about like five to 12 days or something like that. He said about a week. Yeah, it's like about a week he's got to wait before the trophy comes in. So he's waiting and waiting for old man Vic to come by. And he spies on him too because he's like, I'm not saying I don't trust old man Vic, but I don't trust old man Vic. (laughs) Right. Finally, the trophy comes in. Old man Vic comes by, but it's Seth playing basketball Mm -hmm. and... Old Man Vic comes out and he's like, is Justin there? And Seth's a little freaked out because he's like, why is Old Man Vic asking for my brother? And he goes, no, he's not here. Uh, and he has a box with him. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay. And then he drives off. Justin comes in and he goes, hey, was that Old Man Vic? <laughs> and Seth goes, yeah. And then Justin says, who was, what did he want? Did he have a box with him? Seth goes, He's, like, messing with him, saying, nope, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a box. And then eventually he's like, yeah, he had a long, thin box. And then he's Justin's freaking out. He runs out to Old Man Vic's house. He goes in his garage. Because he tries to get Old Man Vic to answer the door, but he right. won't. So he goes to the garage to f- try and find this box with the and trophy. And he sees a box, and it says superior metal on it. And he goes, oh, trophies are made out of metal. So he tries to get the thing down. Keep right. in mind, kid's in a wheelchair. And while he's attempting to get this box, the shelf falls down, hits his fucking red Corvette car. That, that old man Vic doesn't even drive because he's afraid it will get hurt. Right. And so, as a punishment for this whole mess, he's got to help Vic clean up the garage. Um, his par- It's kind of like his parents' punishment and Vic's agreement to like, okay, yeah, sure. Right. So he, he helps him, and during this time, Vic and Justin kind of bond. And then Justin stumbles upon like a box of old videos, right? Right. It's in, in the shed on his property. And he tells Justin, don't go oh, over right. there. Don't enter that shed. And Justin, curiosity killed the cat. Justin goes over. He finds that box of old videos. And he also sees trophies and mm-hmm. a soapbox derby car, like yep. an old soapbox derby car. He plays one of the videos. And there's old man Vic with a little girl, a little girl and a wife. Right. And Vic catches him and says, get out of here. He's upset. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. He told you yeah. not to go in the shed. You went in the shed and you snooped around. Yeah. You, it's very simple. You could have just not broken his rules. It's his property. Right. <laughs> right. 
at some point they reconcile. They I think it's when when um Justin's like, "Hey, I really want to learn about this soapbox thing." Yeah. And he and he kind of explains to him, "I just I want to win a trophy. I want to be good at something, and I feel like this could be something I could for do." For me, yeah, something that I can actually realistically do. So Vic kind of softens up and he's like, "All right, I'll help you out." So he takes him and his dad to like a soapbox derby race. Race. And they look around and, and Vic is explaining everything to them and like how the controls work and why they're spinning the wheels and why this stuff. And he's like, don't look into another person's derby car. Like mm-hmm. that's a no, no. And he basically tells them, he's like, how much do you weigh? And Justin's like 72 pounds. And Vic's like, that's great because the, the weight of the ratio. Like, it matters. It matters. The and distribution like, of weight in your car is mm-hmm. going to matter. And the less you weigh, the better. Because, because you, you can, can have more weight in your car. Right. And you can control the weight rather than it just being your body weight that's controlling. Right. So um, his dad is getting excited about this. Mm-hmm. And Seth is with them as well. And you can kind of see Seth getting a little bit jealous at the fact well, that the yeah. dad is so excited about this soapbox derby race. And Seth's like, Dad, this is kind of lame, isn't it? And he goes, no, it's cool. And he keeps walking. And Seth's right. kind of like, what the hell? Right. So the jealousy is building up more. Yeah. Big time. The dad, now the dad is investing fully most of his time into this soapbox derby race and helping Justin get ready and kind of train for this with Vic. During this process, though, Vic, they come up with this handbrake because he can't, Normally, derby race cars... You have to break with your foot, like a car. Right. And before this, and before Justin, in real life as well, um, got involved in soapbox racing, they didn't have a handbrake for disabled people. Right. So Vic and his dad work on creating this handbrake. They deem it the Justin brake. Mm-hmm. But we also so There's like a big game for Seth. Right. And... Um, baseball game and and he's like telling his dad about it and his dad's not really listening because he's trying to figure out the whole break situation yeah and um he finally grabs the paper that his dad's working on he's like dad i'm serious i want you to be there and he's like i will i promise and then the mom comes in and she's like oh let's go we can all ride together and the dad's like no no i'm gonna work on this for a few more minutes and then I'll, i'll head there and uh the mom's like okay what the hell's wrong with you i mean okay that's fine but you have to be there he wants you to be there and so we see seth doing warm-ups and whatever and then the dad gets in the car to go to the game and he pulls the emergency brake up and that's when he gets the idea for the brake for his right the handbrake right for the soapbox car and he calls vic over and they work on it for a long time and he ends up missing Seth's game. game, which, you know, only adds more fuel to the yep. fucking fire of Seth, you know, feeling. And he, he tries apologizing to Seth, and Seth's over it. Seth's like, He's whatever. Like, I'm done with your apologies, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so Seth's conti- continuously feeling ignored by his dad. Rightfully so. I would feel that way, too. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that a lot of a lot of attention goes to Justin already because of his medical issues, yeah. which... Is frustrating because it's no fault of Justin's, mm-hmm. but there's still this form of jealousy that happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so they're they're practicing they're practicing yep um with the soapbox car because they're like we don't we're not gonna like put you in a race unless you know how to control it and everything and he's going downhill 
He's trying to brake. He's trying to turn left. Right. And his car is going right. And then he, like, can't control the car. So I think he freaks out and doesn't brake. And he just crashes into, into a, a mailbox in a tree. Right. And uh, the dad and Vic look in the car and they see that the wires are crossed. So, like, when he went to turn mm-hmm. left, it would turn right on right. accident. And um, Justin thinks that it's Seth who has sabotaged his car. Because it's very clear that Seth is jealous of the whole dad-Justin yeah. bond that's happening. Seth and Justin get into a giant fight. Mm-hmm. In front of Seth's friends. Right. And it's very much a real kind of fight where you say things that you don't, yeah, you mean, don't mean because you're like, hopped up I hate you, I wish you were never born kind of things that are terrible things to say, but well, get said in intense fights with your Justin, siblings. Or Seth even told Justin, he goes, I wish you were dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says, I wish you were dead, which mm. is really rough. This is just terrible. And uh, like, it's awful. And especially like Justin, who literally could die at any second. It's almost like, holy shit, like don't wish that on him. But like, yeah. I get that you're angry and you, it's forgot. harder to control what you're going to say, but... We forgot to mention this whole plot line of Justin... <laughs> I just remembered something. For some reason, he, go, he goes snooping in his mom and dad's room. Oh, yeah! And this is how he finds out that Justin has actually been going to therapy. Yeah. Instead of just a doctor's appointment. It's been therapy sessions. So that's really what, like, elevated the fight was that Justin... Was like, you're not perfect. You have to go to a shrink because yeah, you're crazy. He, yeah, he says, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what Seth is like. What Seth I hate off. you and I wish you were dead. Right. And then he leaves. And like his friends are like, dude, what the hell? Right. But, but also, while he's in, while Justin is in his parents' room snooping around, trying to figure out what's going on with Seth, he opens up the nightstand and there's strawberry scented massage oil in there. And he goes, I don't even want to know what that's for. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they make another joke about it, too. About strawberries. Because the parents go, I have strawberries in the room or whatever. Like, they talk about. Yeah, they talk about their strawberry fetish. Which, I mean, go I mean, for cool. it. Like, go for it, mom and dad. But mom and dad we... still love each other. That's great. But why damn. did we need to include this? <laughs> in a Disney Channel movie. It was kind of weird. Um. So then after this fight. We get the first kind of big race for yes. Justin. We get the first big race, but also um, we find out that the the wires were crossed not because of Seth. Because that's right. the whole reason Justin goes up to him. He thinks that yeah. Seth messed with it. It was an error based on the dad. Yeah, it was the dad. The dad accidentally mixed him up. So turns like, out Seth did not sabotage. So that fight did not need to happen. That whole fight was pointless. But I mean, neither one of them have gotten over it. Like yeah. even at the first fight. They're taking pictures and whatever, and Seth is like, I'm not going to cheer him on. He sits there and reads a book the whole time. Right. So during this race, uh, he also meets this girl. I don't know what her name is. She's not really that big of a character, but still, she's kind of like introduced as this girl that... Possible love interest, Maybe Justin's got a crush on her. And um, she's like, oh, cool, you're you're in this race? And he's like, yeah. And she says, all right, cool, I'm going to enjoy beating you. So they got this little competitive thing going on. Cute competitive. The race starts. And before it starts, Justin is experiencing a headache. But he feels a lot of pressure from his dad to continue to go on with this race and succeed and get, you know, get a win. Because his dad tends to do this to put pressure on his family or on his kids. Not necessarily intentionally, but just... Because he's so competitive himself. And he was also a star athlete when he was in high school. Yeah. 
That he's like, yeah, you can win. You can do this. This is after a couple of races where Justin's got, like, his grip on on it and, you know, whatever else. But this is kind of like a big, like, entry into the American Soapbox Derby. Right. So he's beat enough people in races at this point that now he is, this last race will be like, will he move on to be the next, you know. And uh, so right before this race starts, he's getting these headaches. Yeah. And he continues with the race anyway. And not the thinking too hard headaches. But yeah. Like the, this is the like a headaches. real spinal fluid is building up headache. Yeah. But he continues going on because he feels pressure from his dad to, to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And on, during the race, he ends up crashing and is like basically knocked out. They need to rush him to the hospital and he well, wakes yeah, up in the hospital. He crashes because he passes out, right? Yeah. I think he passes out and then loses control of the car. And they need to get him to the hospital. Hello, my name is Joseph Drede, and you can just call me Drede. And I'm Trudy. And you're listening to QVC, HSN, NBC, ABC, the EF. You sure are. G. (laughs) What? You wanted me to finish it, but I wanted to say what I wanted to say, Trudy. I apologize. (laughs) Um... Well, today I have product for you fresh off the market. Why are you so damn happy? What's going I'm, on over I'm there? I'm a lot happier ever since I started taking the medication. Wait, you're taking medication? I am. Are you? Um, I mean, you don't have to tell me that it's personal information, but are you? Right. I'm just taking counseling. You know that. I do. We both are. Okay, cool. What is the fucking product? Why, <laughs> what are you wasting time talking about a mental health for? What? Why are you laughing at me, Judy? <laughs> You're just so funny. I'm not funny. Uh, I'm being serious. All right. Well, uh, the product is fresh off the market. Well, it always is. What is it? A hoe. It's a hoe? Yes. Okay. Where are you going with this, Drudy? It's a hoe. You use it for your... I mean, you can get it dirty. You can clean it. You can get what dirty? Your hoe. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about, Drudy? Well, once you get it dirty, you should probably clean it because that's a little gross if you use it afterward. But uh, this um, sounds so inappropriate. What are you talking about? What's a hoe? Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yes, the little stick. Oh, you're talking about a gardening hoe, yes. an H O E hoe. Yes. What did you think I was talking about? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. No other possible inter- interpretation, right, Trudy? Oh, Trudy. Just talk no, about not the... an H-O hoe, a hoe. Just Why talk the... about the gardening hoe. What do you do with it? You use it in your garden. Don't bump your microphone. These are expensive. You use it in your garden. What do you do with it? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's what like a... What the fuck? You never do your research on these <laughs> objects. I You're think always it's like coming it's in here with fresh off the market products, and then you have no information on them. It's like a glorified shovel. A glorified shovel. Yes, How do you even glorify a shovel? Yeah. <laughs> what? You put it in holy water? You dip you it? You put a white robe on it and bring it to church. <laughs> That's so stupid. Drudy, <laughs> what else do you do with a hoe? What am I supposed to do with this thing? Uh, you, um, Can you bury things in it? With it? Yeah, you could... You couldn't bury things in it unless it was like very. I small. meant with it. Uh, we did uh, like probably. a shovel. Uh, you could. You, you. It's mainly for planting. 
It's like a rake, but if if a ra- if the rake only had one um, prong. Okay, that's weird. But uh, they're the, the biggest rage in South Africa. What? Yes. It is? <laughs> yes. Are you sure about that? You don't seem to have done much of your research. I don't know if you know really exactly what region it's most popular in. I just. Uh, I, I think assume. what you're spouting out is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> now, with a hoe, you can wreck bullshit and it's fertilizer. That was pretty good, Rudy. That was a pretty good you. joke. You. <laughs> you're getting funnier, you know? I try. Um, I, I practice in the mirror sometimes. It's been beside the point. Do you please. want to know how much these cost? Yeah, please tell me, for God's sake. Do you want to try and guess? You did so no. well the last time. No, I don't even want to guess. Just tell me. Is it like 42 bucks? Yes, exactly $42. Shut the fuck up. Well, Trudy, okay, you're lying to it's me. It's $42.25, but that was damn close, Trudy. I think you're lying to me. You, Look at the screen. Holy shit, I am right. You're right. And I didn't even... You didn't. You, you saw. I didn't how even How am touch. I getting so good at this, though? I think... Maybe you look at product before I give it to you? No. no. Otherwise, I would have done research on this fucking hoe. <laughs> Back to the podcast. So, he's in the hospital. He sure do be. And the doctor also mentions to him, you need to be more weary of the fact that you know the signs of when this is happening yeah and this was really close well yeah because we get a shot of the mom dad brother and vic waiting in the hospital and the brother's praying and um they basically she comes out and she's like you guys made it just in time like if if you hadn't come if you had come like a minute later or whatever yeah we he wouldn't have made it um so they were able to drain out the fluid the fluid and he's sitting in his hospital bed he's got his bedpan he's you know chilling out and um bobby wade <laughs> like the actual driver comes to visit him because apparently he's a uh, friend pal of vic. a vic because vic worked on his car right and then bobby wade is asking him for driving tips right and justin says well you gotta focus you gotta like Focus your Shake. grip. Yeah, he because he, he goes, oh, like this? And he, like, grabs the bedpan, like, really hard. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, you got to, like, shake hands with your car, which is so funny and so <laughs> cute. Um, and he goes, oh, like this. And then apparently Bobby Wade takes the bedpan Which is him. creepy. Which <laughs> like, like, what the fuck are you stealing right. the kid's bedpan for, you weirdo? weird. He's like, I'm going to take this as a souvenir. <laughs> yeah, you stole that from a hospital? You stole what hospital equipment. And Bobby then, Wade, not a big fan of Bobby Wade. And he also tells his parents. His parents come in and he goes, well, I just met Bobby Wade. And they're like, I think you're hallucinating, son. Yeah, like, okay. They don't believe him. And meanwhile, at home, Seth gets a call from All-American Derby at the house. And he listens to the message. And it says that one of the players has dropped out. Mm-hmm. And um, that Justin is still eligible to play in the All-American Soapbox Derby. The one that he lost against because of the crash. Right. And then Justin and his parents come back from the hospital finally. And they're about to listen to this voicemail. But Seth tries to get them to stop listening to. He goes, no, no, don't listen to that. It's it's nothing. It's Mm -hmm. just them wishing Justin well. And he's like, oh, well, well, Justin should hear that. And then Seth stops his dad again. And he goes, the kid that's Justin lost against. Right. Dropped out. 
He's back in. He's back in. And they all start celebrating. And and Seth's like, no, like, he he's shouldn't upset. go. And you think it's because Seth is jealous. Right. That's what you're led to believe. He storms up to his room and the dad goes and talks to him and says, son, if we have problems in this family, then we need to work them out. We don't just le- let them simmer and not talk about it. So finally, Seth tells him, I'm terrified for my brother. I don't want him playing or doing anything that could put him in danger. And he says, I'm so sick of every time him going to the hospital, me wondering if that's the last time I'll see him. And it's really emotional. (laughs) This is like the first set of tears that Ariana and I shed while watching this movie. Well, because he literally, Seth literally says, am I the only one in this family that doesn't want him to die? Right. He feels like like he's the only one that cares. Yeah. And they're like, no, we just want him to live a full life. Right. One that he's not, he can't just sit around all his life and Mm -hmm. not do things just because. Just to live because that's not living. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they go to the All-American Soapbox Derby. And Justin's not like super, I mean, sorry, I keep getting their names all mixed up. (laughs) Seth isn't like super supportive, but he's also not going to stop it at this point. Yeah. He's He's going to go with them. Right. And this is where we learn about Vic's backstory. His mm-hmm. daughter died in a swimming accident. And, and then his wife died from a heart, from like a heartache from her daughter's death. Daughter's death. And her daughter, their daughter used to be a soap ducks, soap ducks, soapbox derby. Soap ducks. <laughs> racer, which kind of explains old man Vic's resentment mm-hmm. towards all of that. And um, so we get that little backstory. They rename the car just in time because right. it's Justin Yoder and he was just in time to the hospital. Do you get it? Right. It's a joke. It's real funny. <laughs> and then there's this whole thing where the girl competitor from that first set of races. And her dad, who was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't remember if he's Sully or Hitchcock. I don't know. But he's one of them. <laughs> well, he goes, he goes over to Justin's car and notices that it's a handbrake instead of a footbrake, and he's like, I got him. Which we learned that you do not look at another derby racer's car, you little bitch. Yeah, that's cheating, basically. He goes to the committee. They tell him, uh, or he tells them about how the the handbrake is not part of regulation and code. Then they go and break the news to the family, the Yoder family. And they've all got their t-shirts on. They're ready to go to the race, except for Seth, because he has a stomachache. Again. But it's probably just because he doesn't want to go to the race. He probably doesn't want to see his brother die. Yeah. He's scared. So uh, they tell them you can't participate in the race with a handbrake. Then Justin says to Seth, are you happy now? All I ever wanted in my life was to be like you and win a trophy and be a winner like you. And now I can't even do that. And uh, And they have to have this whole hearing because... They can't just outright say you can't do it. They have to have a hearing and hear the pleas and whatever else. Yeah. And so Seth, feeling bad about this, he gets like a shit ton of media to come with him to mm-hmm. this rules committee. And he argues for the use of the handbrake and says, are you really going to tell me and all of this media that you're not going to let this kid play because he has a disability? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's, he's a still completely completely capable and it's fair that he would have a handbrake instead of a footbrake it works the same there's no advantage so they finally change regulations for the soapbox Mm -hmm. derby in general that the handbrake is now allowed which this happened in real life so it's pretty cool good on you justin yoder yeah and And then 
we see montages of them racing and Justin is winning and, and it's really cute because Seth has got like the video, video camera. camera. So like throughout the whole movie you see um, the mom with the video camera and she's like always cheering on Seth. Yeah. And now you see Seth with the video camera cheering on his brother. Which is really <clears throat> sweet. Super sweet, super cute. And they're all wearing their Justin Time t-shirts and it's almost like a home video. Like you see, you know, them in different areas yeah. of the whole. They're different races. Right. And then... The final race is coming up. It's between little girl and little boy. <laughs> yeah, we don't know the girl's name. We forgot. <laughs> and they're getting ready to start the race, and Seth comes over to Justin. <sighs> Ariana and I can't even talk about this without getting choked up. But he says to him... "Um, He goes, you always viewed me as your hero. Or someone that you look up to and want to be. He goes, but... I get a paper cut and need mom to help me. You've gone through all this stuff. And, and all these operations. And you're only however old he is. 12, 13. And like you've never complained once about any operation. He's had 25 surgeries. Right. From the time he was a baby to 12 years old. Right. And he's like, and you've never complained, complained once. at all. And he's. He's like, you're. Yeah, Ariana's trying not to cry. He's just like saying, you're so much braver than me. And he says, you're my hero. Oh, mm. that's so sweet. <laughs> Arian, that's Arian and I broke. We just couldn't help it but cry because that's just, it's just true. It's just such a sweet moment between both of them. And I think too, it doesn't help that you're my big sister <laughs> yeah. and I'm your little sister. And it's like, I've always looked up to you. Yeah. And it's like, kind of a similar thing where you look up to one another right. without you realizing it. And it's just like, oof. Yeah. Oof. It hit home. It was really, yeah. well, su- and then, really sweet. And we're both crying here. <laughs> and then they, they start the race and freaking Justin is in his head repeating Seth's speech because they're, they're racing or whatever. And, uh, Justin's like, all I need as motivation for me now for the rest of my life is knowing that my brother sees me that way. That is just, ugh. It's making me tear up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having trouble, man. (laughs) Let's just get through this. So Justin wins the race, basically. (laughs) That's it. We don't need anything else. Justin's basically like, but I would really like a trophy. And then that's what, you know, motivates him. But whatever. It's fine. Then this movie ends. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. we had this like sweet, amazing, amazing movie. And if they just ended it with like, I would have paid for a freeze frame. Yeah, of like victory. They ended. I get what they were trying to say and what they were but trying they to do. Also, kind of alluded to the fact that Justin dies, which he's alive today. Yeah, at first I thought that because Justin is now talking to God, and God yeah. says <laughs> he's like um, talking to Justin. He's like, yeah. so you tried your best, and he's like, yeah. And it's like, did Justin die? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, and and God's like, uh, well, Justin goes, do. When people die, are they perfect? Yeah, when they go to he- when people go to heaven, are they and perfect? And God goes, do you want to see? And he opens the pearly gates, and you're going, wait. What the fuck? Is Justin dead? But he's not, because he's this is a alive. real story, and he's alive right now. He's like 36 years old now in 2021. So it's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he opens it up, and he's like, let me show you. And it's like a bunch of, a bunch of kids 
in wheelchairs with <laughs> in wings. In wheelchairs with CGI wings. And it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't good. look good. And it zooms in. The very last thing you see is a little blonde girl in a wheelchair with wings. And it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then God says, see, they're perfect. And I get what they're saying, what mm-hmm. they're doing. But it still was just really badly animated. Like, like if you if you think about it, like it's, it's this idea that you're already sweet. you're already perfect the way you are in right. your wheelchair. You know, it was just a weird way of illustrating that. Yeah, and then there's the CGI angel wings. It was a little strange. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck? We and couldn't the fact have that ended with the sweet brother moment. Yeah, the brother moment would have been better. And then, you know, during the credits, they showed real footage of actual Justin Yoder, who made a cameo in the movie, by the way. Yeah, he does. During the race, he's one of the people cheering on Justin. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. And it was really, really sweet and heartwarming. We both agree that Seth is the best character. Just because. Oh, my gosh. I don't think we talked about that. What a sweet brother. What? Who the best character? Well, you like the the owl in that last movie in Rip Girls. Yeah, but like my real favorite character was Kona. Yeah, mine too. So now you know, guys. <laughs> what was your moral of the story, Ari? I mean, there were like so many things like you, to pick from. There's really no funny one. You, it's just wait, like you have sweet... to tell your moral of the story first. I said it last time. Oh, okay. Well, so um, what was your moral of the story, Mel? I guess mine would be for any siblings out there uh, that you don't really know what your sibling is going through or how they're feeling unless you talk to them about it. <laughs> Communication is key in any relationship, but it's really important in sibling relationships because I, th- I think a lot of the time as you, siblings, you talk to or confide in your parents mm-hmm. and your parents not all the time will confide in the other sibling about those issues. Well, and even They live it up to the sibling, which just means you need to have good communication between the two of you. Even then, sometimes with siblings, it's like, oh, well, we have unconditional love, so I can be mad at them for however right. long I want. But you don't know what life is, what's going to happen in life. Right. And so there's, yeah, there's a big, big theme and moral of, of communication and, and not letting it build up so much passive aggressively that you end up saying things that you regret and that you're just honest with each other. That's, that's important. What was your moral of the story, Ari? Probably that even even the things that you don't necessarily like about yourself are the things that make you perfect. Like you may not have your ideal eye shape or ideal foot size or ideal body weight or ideal nose or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But no matter what it is, that's what makes you who you are, which was which is what makes you perfect and what makes you you and unique. Right. And like to Say you have a disability, say you you have to walk with, you know, a walker or you have severe scoliosis and have a hump (laughs) like me (laughs) Um, or, you know, you are in a wheelchair like those little things are what make you you. So don't look at them as a negative thing all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, I mean, I get it. It's it sucks. It's a struggle or like an adversity that Mm -hmm. you're hit with. Right. But the only way to get over it is to go through it you can't you know skip over it and so um just to view those things as a good thing about yourself and not a negative thing or like a thing that you're going through and you can relate to somebody later in life about yeah i think that'd be my moral of the story is to not view your weaknesses as imperfections i guess well this was a bit of a serious one Um, it was 
there wasn't a whole lot of laughs going on in here because <laughs> no. it really is truly just an emotional one, which I kind of figured when it said based on a true story. When it it's, said biographical, I it's went, usually oh, the case. shit. <laughs> and I just wasn't expecting that whole brother storyline and it hit me out of nowhere and I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah, I think when you have a sibling, it, it those type of things make it, like, like Frozen hit me harder oh because gosh. I have sisters. So like, you know. Yeah. It's a little Anything different. like that is rough. Yeah, but it was a great movie. We rec- I actually recommend watching this one. This one and Horse Sense so far are pretty <laughs> tied up there for Horse Sense. Shut area. up! It, that's a good movie. It is. That one also kind of made me tear up it, a little bit. But it's also tear once up, ag- bitch. You cried. I know, but it's once again like a a brother movie. Well, they're it's cousins, siblings, but oh, that's right. But it's still their brothers in real life. So <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, yes, recommend it. Please watch it if you want to. Next week we're watching Ready to Run and Sister for Stepsister from Planet Weird. So a horse movie and a like sci-fi alien. Well, stay tuned for our tears next week. I can't find the mouse. used to be always walking in the shadows then I look at what you've given me I feel like dancing on my tiptoes I must say every day I wake and realize it by my side I know I'm sure